everybody. Happy New Week. Hope you're doing absolutely amazing. I'm super excited to be sitting here next to my recently published author, hot off the press, Cheryl Virgo. Good morning. Good morning, Nat. How are you? It's great to be here. I'm amazing and um, I love, love, love um, your book right there behind you, My Transgender Son. And today uh, we are going to be talking about loving the spirit, not the body. And all of these little um, insights we're going to get from Cheryl's world. Um, but before anything, I'm going to introduce you guys officially to her. Um, and she's based up in Queensland. We met probably a year and a half, maybe not even a year and a half ago online. And um, she completed our hybrid model. So she had some time with Stuart and then she went through the whole publishing process. And she's been a really active participant in our community, even though she kind of did this, 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 she pulled it together. She goes, I think I've kind of done all your stuff now uh, by this point. So um, I'm going to introduce you guys properly and then we'll get stuck, stuck into the juicy conversation we've got for you guys today. And by all means, I highly encourage you to write your comments and questions uh, if you're watching this live um, and I'll, I'll keep track and let Cheryl know as we go along. So Cheryl is a wife, mother of three adult children, and she has also been a natural therapist for 20 years using polarity therapy, foot reflexology, lymphatic massage, aroma touch, and counseling to help her clients heal. She's an accredited, uh, she's accredited with the Australian Traditional Medicine Society. Her son st started transitioning from female to male at the age of 23 in 2021. His transition continues as Cheryl and her family support him with his gender choice. As an engaging and inspiring speaker, Cheryl relates the journey between the parents and the transgender child. Her spiritual insights along with her background in the healing arts reveal a healthier, holistic approach to this time of immense change. Wow. Oh my gosh. So your life has quite, it's quite different from 2022 to now, or was it earlier than that, than that, that was um, revealed, I guess, the, the, the desire to change? Tell us a little bit, I guess, about that background, the background story of it. Okay. Uh, Ronan was known as Rachel, and I always just thought he was a tomboy. He liked playing with boys. He liked uh, doing uh, karate kicks. He liked climbing trees, building cubbies. And then he joined woodwork and metalwork at high school and excelled in both of those. And, and I think he even got near the top of his class in, in metalwork. And I just thought, right, um, she's just a modern type of woman. Great <laughs> 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 to express herself. I had no inklings that he could possibly have transgender inclinations. Mm, wow. And how, um, um, how, what was the kind of um, spark that sparked you to, you know, write the book and write the story and why? Okay, it was never going to be a story. It was yeah. my very personal journal, which I kept in my um, bedside cupboard in the bottom drawer, never ever to see the light of day, just for me, so I could reflect um, maybe one day in the future and see how far I'd come. Um, and that's what, where it was gonna stay until after nine months of, I would say at the height of um, Ronan transitioning as he went through his testosterone or T as they call it yeah. and as he went through uh, then he went through the mastectomy and he all the other bodily changes and uh, the differences started appearing so that was over nine months and um, then I looked at it and I thought you know what I actually haven't done too bad considering what I've gone through here maybe there's a few gems here that I could share with some other people because 
I know how much I was hurting and how lost I was. So I really would like to reach out to some other parents and say, hey, there's a way through. Yeah, beautiful. So that was the desire. How does uh, Roman feel about you writing the book? Well, I'm pleased to say he's, <laughs> he's quite happy with it. I got a very emotional review from him about a week ago. It took him a long time to read it, Nat, because he is not a person that wants to read. He did say, Mum, can you make me an audible copy? Because he listened to it on his motorised scooter, what do you call it, those skateboard things they ride around. So, um, he, and then finally he decided to read it and he rang me with tears and told me his review. He, he said he loved it, but he didn't know how much I went through. He said, I didn't know how much pain I caused you. I didn't know, Mum, that you were grieving uh, over losing Rachel, the name of Rachel. I didn't know you were grieving over the lot the prospect of never having grandchildren from me so he then he understood because um and which was nice I, I didn't need him to say that but he said he loved the book and he said he thinks it will help many parents um and kids un understand their parents what they're going through and connect rather than stay away from each other yeah that's beautiful and yeah. so many times i mean even in um you know everyday parent-child relationships you sometimes don't know what's going on in someone's deep thoughts when they're on their own, um, vice versa, right? So for, for such a significant life change, this would be, um, this would have been a big insight to share. And I know when I journal, you know, the things you put in your journal are quite private to you. And, um, you know, so it's pr pretty brave for you to, to have shared your innermost thoughts, um, you know, then into a book did it stay um like tell us if, when, when people get the book um you know is it going to be journal like or or did you translate the journals into kind of chapters and oh thanks for asking that yes no it's not journal like apparently it flows quite well mm -hmm. um, people tell me they find it hard to put it down which i'm really grateful for because i initially thought who would want to read the the mad rantings of my of my mind <laughs> and they said no it's very real it's very raw it's very honest and they could relate to it so it but no um no it's come out in i think about 13 chapters and yeah. thank you for that guidance too yeah, I, I yeah stick to 12 but i added one <laughs> always a bonus one the lucky last one you know even though it's chapter 13 That's i love it oh beautiful so let's maybe share some insights from the book because um you would like to speak on this topic to groups and parents and families you know um you know and sometimes we don't know what we don't know right um and someone having gone through the journey is still going through it would have some valuable insights and um i guess tips and shortcuts i always call them because you've walked like this journey of years and years and then you can look back and go, oh yeah that, 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 you know you can ramble off like an expert what's going on um and that's what i tell my budding authors i've been doing this like 14 years i've seen every pattern i could possibly see that's why i can help you guys get there so much faster um so reading the signs that your child could be transgender what's kind of um what is what are some of the signs what's um what's something that people could you know um start to notice and be kind about and all that sort of stuff okay so the reason i put that in there is because if you're um and I do confess to being uh, naive in my book. I was, <laughs> I was um, just naive to it. I didn't have any other transgender um, children to compare him to. So from the era I'm from, when I had my children back in 
94 and 97, we just said they're, they're tomboys because we didn't have, uh, we didn't talk about transgender for that matter. We didn't really even talk much about the gay and, you know, the, the diverse community out there now, the diversity. So um, the signs to look for are when they continually say, no, I don't want to wear a dress. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't like, I hate pink. Yeah. <laughs> um, when they say things like, you know, they want to wear Western shirts, when you take them shopping and they absolutely hate shopping and you're standing around looking at every single item in the girls' department for two hours and then they finally head over to the boys' department and pick out three Western shirts and a pair of... And when they do things like they, they, they tell you they're sitting with a group of friends, but I don't, they say things like, I don't understand girl talk, mum. Okay, I can't comment from, although I'm starting to meet the male transgendering into the females through Ronan, but uh, they can't relate to others. They're not interested in boy talk. They're not interested in talking about doing makeup and, you know, hairstyles. And they just um, are more, she was, he was more matter of fact. And he wanted to do things. He wanted to go like camping, fishing, do crazy things, burnouts and cars. <laughs> I, love I can't remember ever doing that as a, as a teenager, you know, in my early 20s, yeah. So <laughs> there's some of the signs. And when they tell you they just can't relate to the girls' stuff that it's stupid, you know, mm. sort of thinking, oh, they're just a tomboy. Maybe, you know, just investigate a little bit further. Open mm. Yeah, and did, this, did these signs sort of began very early in life, is that right? That's right, because he's actually got a twin sister. And he, so it was two, it was twin girls. So it was very interesting now that I look back now because uh, then his twin sister, Sophie, became the one that I could measure him against. And I thought, well, she's fine with all the little pink, pink frilly dresses with smocking and embroidery that grandma's making. But, Ronan, you know, Ronan's sort of like losing them or stampling, stampling, stamp, trampling on them, leaving them in the bottom of his wardrobe. Um, so you could see the differences there, although they were two very different girls at that stage. Just, yeah. 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 Wow. That's because children do go through various stages. You know, my middle daughter at one point was um, for about six months was wearing oversized T-shirts and yeah, totally like just pants and all that kind of stuff. Um, and I was like wondering, but then my mom said, oh, she's just hiding herself because she's developing and all that, uh, you know, they do, that, yeah. they do that. And apparently I did it as well when I was young. Um, so it doesn't often mean that, you know, for you, however, it was very consistent. Um, it was very consistent from about the age of five. Now that I think back, him yeah. saying he wanted to, and he, you know, not wear dresses. He felt he wanted to wear trousers and just doing dangerous things like boys do like clothes. Yeah. Not okay. just hanging from the monkey bars, but having to walk or run across them or do it on tiptoes and climbing very high trees and um, investigating mechanical things. Very loved the shed, loved hanging out with my husband. And yeah. well, let's see, let's see how this works, you know, like all like the mechanics. And I, yeah, so yeah, I was a bit naive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But look, you know, now you have the um, benefit of hindsight and understand yeah. and you have some answers. Sometimes, yes. you know, we, we the hardest thing is when we don't have an answer to a question or or something's yes. going on and we don't know, can't pinpoint what it is. Yes. Um, so that and, you know, once you have yeah. the answer, you can make different decisions with self-awareness and, um, and, you know, give them what they need, right? That's right. Mm -hmm. So teachers never picked it up either. They never said, do you realise that your daughter could actually have, because they didn't understand the transgender phenomenon. So there were no signposts. Right. Until, yeah. until we were at the place. 
Yeah. So um, was there a big announcement in the family like of this happening or? It was, there was some big discussions because we're very close. Yeah. Um, we all, it's a very interesting family. We're quite different. There's three, there were three girls. I've got a stepson, Lockie. He's adopted me as his mother. Yeah. Um, husband and myself. So they, we all reacted differently. Sophie, his twin sister was fiercely protective and no, if he wants to be this, let him be it. It's his yeah. right, which is very unselfish of her. My husband was super cool and he's like, great, you know, because um, his stepfather, um, Ronan said, how are we going to tell him? And I said, well, he's coming home from work tomorrow, so just get dressed up in your new clothes and, you know, your aftershave and I'll announce the new Rachel because he didn't know who he was at that stage. Olivia, his old, the eldest daughter, she was a little bit like me. She's like, nah, he's just going through another phase, mum. It'll wear off. And I was like, I was sort of like, as it was, he was talking about it more, investigating it more, wearing the clothes, hanging out with friends. I was like, no, this is really happening. And I just decided to face up to it and go through. So we all reacted in different ways, I suppose. Mm. Mm. And, then, and then began the tra transformation, the journey to transformation. That's right. He was very excited as he um, as he announced his hatch day, which I, that's what he calls it, where he hatches out of the egg as the real person is uh -huh. meant to be. I think that might be a term a few of them uh, use. And I think that was March the 11th. So I found that very symbolic. I took him out for breakfast, I think, either, um, I think it was on the day before and bought him a very um, beautiful um, crystal that represented change and I bought him a beautiful card that wrote my sentiments out, you know, wrote it out to say, yes, I'm going to go through this with you and uh, took him out to breakfast. So yes, that's when he said, right, I'm excited. I've been um, passed to have testosterone. I'm excited. I'm about to start my journey as a man. Nice. Beautiful. And so let's talk now about the communication secrets. Like how do you, you know, how does it happen? Like, you know, obviously people who haven't, don't, haven't lived through this, you know, what are some um, uh, tips you can give that for some parents who might just find out or don't might have suspicions? What are some hot tips you can share that obviously are shared in your book and people can go buy the book and get everything in there, but let's give them a little bit of value here around that. Sure. So um, the main thing I found is to learn to listen and not to lecture. Mm -hmm. um, that's very important because let's face it, unless you've been in someone's shoes, how can you possibly, to me, how can you lecture them? And if you're not feeling what they're feeling, how can you lecture them? If, to me, it was very important to maintain the mother-child relationship at all costs. I saw the end first and that's what I had to work toward, which mm -hmm. was keeping connection, keeping relationship between him and myself and the whole family. So learning to listen, not lecture seeing myself as a friend and parent, so really walking alongside him, guiding him, but also being a friend, which is a pretty hard line for parents to walk sometimes. Mm. Um, and then I had to learn to put my judgments aside, all my preconceived judgments of what I possibly would have thought in the back of my mind about the transgender um, situation. I just put it aside and uh, learned to be brave. I realised if I was going to go through this journey, I had to face it, I had to be brave. And um, I was sometimes going to hear things I didn't want to hear. And sometimes when I heard too much, I just said, okay, uh, time out. <laughs> yeah. Time to go and have a cup of tea or something. Um, so, yeah, just giving myself some space sometimes to giving him space. Um, so it's that talking, 
And just hugging, I think when you're lost for words, a hug says a lot. They don't know what to say to you. You don't know what to say to them. There's a lot of emotions running high as they're excited about going towards the new them. You're very sad about losing the old them, the old them, the old rituals, the old name. So sometimes that hug can help you connect. So it's there's some other communication skills that I use. Non-verbal, right? Non-verbal is probably more yes. powerful than the verbal ones. Yes. I love that. I love that. You've got a couple of comments here. Amy is just saying, I love Hatch Day. And Amanda said, wonderful. That was earlier. That's wonderful feedback to what you had written. Yeah. Uh, you had heard back from, from him. Uh, is it, was it at any point like confusing the he, she kind of, you know, and do you guys sometimes slip up and how is that taken, you know, within the family and yeah. um occasionally we'll you know we'll revert back to she and then I correct myself quickly. I've, um, I think it's important to be humble and yeah. say because they can get dysphoria, gender dysphoria. Um he like he really detested his breasts, even though he had them pinned down very strapped down very tightly. If you say she and they're really trying to escape that, that can be very offensive to them. So yeah. I was just very honest and saying, um, yeah, just saying, sorry, that was a slip up. Or if you're talking yeah. about friends and you use the wrong gender, which is quite easy to do when someone, when he says his friend Mary is a boy, is a, is a, you know, he's a, going to be a, a woman, but he looks extremely like a boy. He hasn't started any of the training. It's very yeah. easy with the appearance to slip up and go back to the old pronouns. Yeah. Um, sorry, could you ask that question again? Yeah, it's no, no, that, that's exactly it. <laughs> you you answered it perfectly like you know do you slip up and um yes. you know, because you yes. don't want to you don't want to but we're not perfect right and yes. you know for all your life like you know and visually as you say you can slip up because the full transition hasn't happened and all that sort of stuff and and i'm just i guess I'm, the reason i asked the question is because there might be people out there who might have friends that are transitioning and all that and you as a friend might slip up and all that sort of stuff so want to be respectful and i don't think we're doing it for out of disrespect it's just you know it's, it's an honest slip up so you just say i'm sorry um i wasn't thinking then or i'm tired i do apologize i meant i meant she she and that yeah. will often so it's being humble and confessing and just you know just that little confession doesn't hurt and on goes the communication and the love and you keep going forward yeah yeah, yeah, I love it. Suzanne saying, I love Hatch Day. My partner has a son that is transitioning to be a woman. Uh, she is his daughter now and the family is supporting her decision. She's 16 and this book would be wonderful for both of them. Thank you for writing this. So there you go. That's from uh, your fellow buddy author, Suzanne Gomes, up also in Queensland as well. So um, see, there you go. You've reached out and there's someone that's going to be impacted with a younger child that will be going through this. So yes. beautiful. All right. The last uh, point of discussion is loving your child unconditionally. I mean, who cares what they are as long as they're happy and healthy, right? Um, you know, so how does, you know, what's some tips you can give to those parents who are probably in the freak out mode stage, denial or anger, yes. blame, all that sort of stuff. What can you say to them? Okay, you will go through different stages. I did, and if you read my book, you'll 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 find out how you know I I was highly functional, but 
but um, I had my emotional ups and downs. I, th I thought, right, I'm over this now. I'm healed. I'm going forward. Oh, but then I've now I've gone back to, no, I don't want to call him Ronan. I want to call him Darling or R, just out of, you know, I want to rebel against losing the Rachel name. So, um, yeah, so it's just about... Um, Sorry, can you ask the question? Yeah. It's just yeah, an it's like loving them, loving them, loving them unconditionally. Yeah, Thank yeah. You. And that was a real gift, learning to love him unconditionally, because you don't know if your love is unconditional until you're faced with the prospect that the person in the package that you know them, you you won't recognise them. I mean, he as a girl had long flowing hair, slender face, very smooth skin, not a hair on the legs or the arms. Um, fairly slim, um, the best the best bust in the house. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you don't know till you're faced with the prospect of losing the exterior, you know, and you learn to connect with that spirit, then you think, aha, so this is unconditional love. This is when the package changes, when the, all the little habits have changed, when everything you know has changed, then you get in touch with unconditional love. Yes, you will have to go through some transitioning emotions and things and I would say don't expect your transgender child to be there for you you need to be there for you if you've got a partner they need to be there for you and you need to have a coach or a trusted friend to guide you through because you will want to offload um, you will want to take time out you'll see in my book I took frequent little um, times away a couple of little sojourns, you know, just for a couple of days to the mountains. I did frequent chai tea. I did my yoga, all those sort of things, essential oils, because I'm an actual therapist. So all these little things add into self-care, which enable us to cope better as mm -hmm. parents when we're going to the, through the toughest time of it. So, and um, loving unconditionally, it's a gift because at the end of it, um, how would I've learned that otherwise? I mean, he's given that to me as a gift and he said to me the other day when he gave me his review over the phone, he said, Mum, do you love me as much as Ronan as you loved me when I was Rachel? And I said, I love you more. Mm. So, mm. so that is the gift from this is finding about unconditional love and sticking together as a family. And then that strengthens you and you think, wow, if I can get through that one, I can take whatever life throws at me, you know. So it's very empowering in that way. So look forward to that time. Believe in that time. Embrace that time. And be kind to yourself as you stumble a little along the way. Oh, that was beautiful. That was beautiful. And Vivi's just saying, you know, I love your book cover, um, you know, um, with Brian representing. What does that mean to you? To well, let's talk about the journey of doing the book. Um, you know, what, what's the representation there? The representation, okay, as a child, he's had some interesting ways. He used to like making these incredible sounds, like he'd pretend he was a leopard or he would pretend he was a lion or a horse and he'd make these really powerful sounds. So out of this little tiny skinny kid would come this huge sound. I just think, wow, that's interesting. The energy behind that is really interesting. So because he's transitioning, you can see on the cover, the book mm -hmm. is, you know, at the bottom, mm -hmm. it's, the, it's the lioness, it's the lioness and then it's the lion on the top. So mm -hmm. male to, uh, female to male. So that's the transition yeah. thing is what that um, yeah. writes. Yeah, it's absolutely stunning and really positive. Thank you to your team for, for yeah. just that. Yeah, we're so proud of you. And um, overall, like you came with obviously a completed journal. Oh, 
you know, where you had gotten and then you decided to get some mentorship from Stuart yes. um, and what we call like a hybrid. You didn't come to the full, full program, but because you had a lot of words, you needed to just get them organized and then go into publishing. Um, you know, how was that process for you? You know, what, uh, you know, and how long all up remind me it took start to finish? Okay, I think I started seeing your very exciting um, ads on Facebook in about April 2022. Right. Then it, I started to tweak. I looked at this journal I had and I thought, you know, there's some gems in this. And then I started to think, maybe, maybe one other person might be interested in this. And then still it's really great because, number one, he gave me confidence that, yes, I did have a story there because I didn't know if it was just the, my, you know, the, mad, the mad ramblings of my mind. And, and he said, no, no, there's, there's some good stuff there. And then he talked to me about keywords, I think it was. He helped me to, because um, I had too many words. I actually had about 63,000 odd words. Yeah. Which doesn't surprise me because I can be a bit overly expressive. So he talked yeah. to me about <laughs> refining that. Um, mm -hmm. And so I was able to refine it. And that wasn't that easy for me. But I think people got the real meat of the story that way which was mm -hmm. good instead of all the flowery, fluffy stuff around the edges. So Stuart was, um, was um, encouraging and gave me great guidelines and helped me with tractor structure. So yeah. thank you, Stuart. Yeah, you're welcome. And then uh, I'm sure yeah, he's, uh, I can hear him rumbling over in the kitchen. <laughs> I'll let him know, you know, I'll pass on the thanks. Um, what about Vivi and Julie? Like that? They oh, fantastic. Vivi. Love Julie. Julie, thank you, Julie. Julie. Julie knows that I am technologically challenged. And she was, she was fantastic. And a couple of times she even put together, um, I've got it all down here because I don't want to miss out on this. Um, okay. Um, yes. Yeah, so I like the structure. I like the deadlines that you gave me. I needed that structure, which is one of my main reasons I joined up because I didn't want to get so far, hit a bump in the road and go, you know what, this is too hard and just shelve it for a few months. Yeah. And I like the videos which Julie helped produce, or I think even you, they have yeah. something that you passed on when my technologically challenged brain yes. started spinning. So yeah. those helped me. I, that really helped me. It was like you were in the room with me. Um, Julie was nice and um, kept me calm at times where I wasn't sure if I could get through the next little thing, you know, step to getting it published because I was really stuck on getting this book out there by Christmas, book in hand by Christmas. That so was really six months from the time we engaged, probably, uh, yeah. which is amazing. And it's, um, I commend you on your discipline because it is often a little bit lonelier when you're just like a mentoring and then a publishing package versus say you're doing the full program completely with the other group, like with the groups that come through. <laughs> There's a whiteboard behind me now uh, of the group that I just finished last week. Um, so often I'll see publishing authors take ages, like, you know, sometimes one, two years longer, you know, versus three or four months, but you stayed so well disciplined. You turned up, I believe, to your publishing accelerator calls. Which yes, and that was really helpful. I really love that accountability. I yep. love that connection. So yep. you don't feel alone, you can think, all right, you know, this is this is good. They're, they're, they're just, you know. And you're hearing other people like they're here and yes. coming for me or you might be a little bit advanced and other people are hearing of where you're at and, you know, you've got at least that kind of weekly support, which we always say people who come to those 
they're going to finish the fastest and with the least amount of hiccups and roadblocks um, because they're just asking their questions and getting unblocked every single week. So Absolutely. It was very encouraging. So I liked all that and I didn't stay stuck. And at the end of the time, you know, Ronan, his reward was he became a man. My reward was to get a book in hand and say, hey, I'm okay after all this. Right? Yeah. That, was, that was me. Yeah. It's like my diamond ring, if you like. <laughs> Beautiful. I'm so proud of you and this book and the people that it's going to transform. And we've had more comments, I think, Suzanne. Let me read them out and then we'll tell people where to buy the book. Um, such a wonderful interview. Haven't jumped on for a while. The universe sent me your way. Thank you, ladies. Obviously, there was a message she needed to hear for her partner and her in being involved yes. in that relationship. Uh, Amanda, good on you for writing your book. Um, I'm sure it'll be appreciated by many families. The strategies you're sharing are so positive. So there you go. So I'm sure there's going to be more stuff coming through as we go through the day and people catch this as a recording or if you're watching it anywhere, prob uh, reach out to Cheryl. Uh, I'll share your website, Cheryl. Um, we're currently, guys, you can probably even get a signed copy personally from Cheryl. Uh, it's CherylVirgo.com. So C-H-E-R-Y-L. V-I-R-G-O.com if you're listening to this as a podcast later on after the fact. Um, as you can see, the book is there. Um, as well as I've got a beautiful little picture here um, of the book. Um, you can see it front and back there, just being and on the screen. There's <laughs> an email too. Email if they want to email, they're welcome to. Yeah, so they'd probably find that on the website. Is that right? Yes, they will. Yeah, perfect. And what we're doing in a moment is because this is hot off the press is we will be releasing international distribution. And in a few days, this book will also show up on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Booktopia, all of your good online reseller stores. So if you type in My Transgender Son, Cheryl Virgo, it will give you options to purchase elsewhere. But as I said, if you go directly to Cheryl, uh, she'll most likely sign it for you and send your copy personalised, uh, which is the benefit um, of getting it directly from her own website. Um, any final words of wisdom you'd like to share? Oh, just that I want to keep sharing this with my community and then I've got, I've got um, plans to go further with it. I'm doing the one-on-one -on -one coaching. Um, I want to do podcasts. Words of wisdom, just um, love the spirit, not the body. I believe we're all spirit at the end of the day long after the body passes. Exactly right. And I love that saying. It's, um, you know, maybe make a hashtag uh, <laughs> around that one, you know, and, and, and create a movement, right? Yeah. Amazing. Thank you for giving up your time today and sharing with our community and the far and wild, wide world that this is going to be up on YouTube and everywhere. We're going to, you know, kind of, um, you know, Know, let people know so that you can impact and we already know from this interview while we were live it'll impact one family um that's about to you know is in the midst of this process um so guys have an amazing week i'll see you next week with another um newly published author um i'll reveal that later on but for now um you know go and check out cheryl's book um get it get it signed and help someone even if it's not within your family uh you might know a friend um, and or just pass this interview on at least you know, that's a minimum for yeah. someone to just hear a few tips um, that she has shared today all right and as always go and smash it out bye guys <laughs>